Hello again, mech fans. Duncan Fisher here. People tell me, Duncan, you're the only announcer I care to hear. Nobody brings me into the mech action like you do. Why, I even read about mech matches with your voice in my head. Well, that's flattering to hear. It takes years, decades, to cultivate a fan base like mine. You know, back when I was a mech jock, people loved me when I won and hated me when I didn't. During that time, I learned an important life lesson that I want to share with you, my loyal fans. Life is all about winning. If you're not winning, you're not anybody. Once I figured that out, I knew what I had to do. No, not sabotage my opponent's mechs, though that wouldn't have been a bad idea. No, my path to glory was one of a greater calling. I set out to become the voice of Solaris 7. And today, despite all the scandals and investigations into my questionable ethical behavior, I'm at the top. No matter which mech jock wins the match, Duncan Fisher is always in the winner's circle. So there you have it, folks. Win above all else, and nobody cares how you play the game. This has been the Duncan Fisher Minute. No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. You're listening to the Gamecasting Broadcast Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast number 73. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. It is May 15th, 2013, and my shout-out... It's actually going to go to one of our own crew, and that's George Ledoux, a.k.a. Duncan Fisher. Hey, dude, I just want to say amazing intros you did for us on the Twitch events, and I don't know how many other people had to change their pants after they listened to that, uh, so I just want to say thank you again, George, for doing that. It was, It is pretty damn awesome, so thank you. Here, and, here. Uh, Darren, who do you got? Hey, this is Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil, and my shout-out today goes to my crew who have been playing Guns of Icarus online over the last week or so. A lot of attention going there. There's a new uh, Kickstarter. I'll link that real quick here. And want to say sail on. See you guys in the skies. Hello, this is Brandon. Also known as Catcher Kale. And my shoutouts are going to the same three as always. Mech Specs, MWOG, and Aces. Hey guys, this is Laura. Uh, my shoutout today will go to Vandrin for an amazing slow cooker. I made a stew. It was delicious. And of course, I just want to say welcome to all of our live studio audience right now. I think we're sitting at, uh, let me see. There's over 60 people in here, 63, uh, so anyways, and more people are popping in. And of course, to all of our new listeners out there, wherever you are in the world, and when I say world, it's crazy to look at like our demographics. We have people, literally Australia, Singapore, Guam, UK, I mean, everywhere. I mean, there's people, and it's amazing. So I just want to say thank you so much for tuning in. And hey, we ask, hey, if you have the ability, head to our, over to our website. There's a tip jar on the right side. Mouse over it, maybe show us some love. We'd appreciate it. Thanks. 
We even have listeners from Canada. I mean, it's crazy. Hey, if you're going to be doing any shopping online, maybe Amazon.com or Newegg.com, please go to our website and click through the banners. It won't add anything to your charge, but it does give us a little kickback. Good way to support us if you don't want to or cannot donate directly. Another way to help keep us on the air 24-7. And this week's giveaway, sponsored, of course, by Catalyst Game Labs, and it is a TRO 3039 uh, book. Uh, that was a good that year. Yeah, 3039. Anyways, this is the giveaway for this week, and I would just want to say congratulations, actually. Let me, uh, I'll give you his exact name. He just won. Um, his name is Jordan. Jordan won the... Uh, Wiseman? The, no. Uh, the sword and dragon starter book so congratulations to jordan and i'll be getting that in the mail to you tomorrow and this one the tro 3039 again will be up on our website and you guys can enter to win that so we've got plenty more to go this is week three out of 52 so a lot of stuff to give away in the next uh year and that's not even including like the stuff we're going to be doing ngng as well so just keep that in oh, mind more yeah. giveaways and don't forget when you get these things take pictures we love to see them Yes, lots of pictures. So we're going to be doing another open discussion. Uh, We really like this. You guys liked it. So we want to continue this tradition on. And as well as we just sort of have to evolve as time goes through. And these sort of discussions, I think, are really helpful to, you know, let everyone sort of get their opinions and thoughts out there. Uh, And let's go ahead. And I'm going to I'm going to start off. Here's some topics that I just wanted to bring up and then we'll bring it out to you guys to sort of go from here. But uh, some ideas. 3D printed miniatures, canyon map, we've got the blackjack variants. I want to know what your opinions are on the variants, whether you think they're going to be viable or not, or are you excited and stuff like that. We've got the Cobra skin, we've got UI 2.0. A lot of people are like, yay, and there's some people that are like, no, I like the current system. I'm like, oh my God. Uh, We've also got uh, something in Battletech I wanted to talk to you guys about, and maybe you can bring this up, is the introduction of the clans into the timeline. Do you like it? Do you hate it? and you know stuff like that so uh what we're going to do right now is i'm going to ask you to x up if you have something a topic out there that you want to talk about uh, we'll uh pick you and go from there so x up if you want to talk about a certain topic and Let's remember go. boo go ahead and unmute your mic you are a part of this one of us one of, one one of us. us one of us moon sword go to unmute and let's go good morning everyone i actually good do morning. have a question that is somewhat valid all right in the law, there are four-legged mechs or quad-legged mechs, such as the tarantula, which is a, which is a light mech. Are we ever going to see anything like that in the game? You know, the mm. only thing I've heard on this, and this could be, you know, this maybe not be official news, but basically the engine, uh, four-legged uh, mechs would be difficult because of the engine. I the don't animations know is... are so insane to do four-legged is a lot easier than more than that like spiders actual spiders but even four-legged mechs are a pain in the ass to animate it would be something like six mechs worth of time to make one four-legged mech work yeah, properly think... anyway no i think repeat. you can make it look like crap yeah but tweet Re- repeat i think it was answered in a, a ask the devs someone asked about that and they did say no and it was due to obviously the complications of the engine so yeah i I think it'd be really cool one we've only seen what the tarantula i don't know if they introduced anything in the mech uh tech uh, mech packs for mechware 4 i don't remember any of the other ones we've seen actually in a in a you know which is the at-at mech Mech? (laughs) at-at mech there's a lot of there's one that looks like that uh goliath anyways there's a lot of them i think it'd be really cool but obviously they'd have to sort of be reimagined and the design wise because like 
you know, are all the way, is it sort of like turret? What's the benefits of it? And I mean, yeah, we've never strike. really seen it. I yeah. always called it uh, an AT-AT. Is it really AT-AT? Am I just American? It really is AT-AT. It's capitalized, you know. Well, I'm you stupid. AT&T? <laughs> oh, gosh. It stands for all-terrain assault something. Transport. Now, I yeah, guess that's with, the one. I guess with this, you know, something to think about, too, is, like, if you introduced a four-legged mech, how would it move? And what I mean by that is, obviously, it going forward, backwards, you know, can do sidestep or, you know, what is the locomotion of it? And then also the weapons, are they on a turret? Are they on a spindle? Is it just like how the tabletop or the pitchers represent them to where like there's forward facing ones and some are on turrets and stuff like that? Um, and can it I, balance on one leg like the other mechs? Or I how think many it's legs really do you have cool. to shoot? <laughs> I think it'd be, I think it'd be awesome. How I've always pictured them is sort of like the, um, you know, the, the, uh, transformer ones that are in like you know that type of form um run around the very agile and stuff like that that's how i've always pictured them but we've never seen seen them in a game except for the tarantula yeah, yeah i'd like to see them in a the game because with their legs being four legs there has to be less armor on each leg there's different values for quads than there are um everything is switched up so well you got to think you'd have to take out well, i don't know I, I don't even know where to go. See, there are challenges to making this happen. But very interesting yeah. question, and thank you, Moonsword. Thanks for answering it. No problem. Now, yeah, the show, anyway. now, now the show's over, right? We yes. Can all go. <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> Goodbye. All right, we have Kalos Thex. Go ahead, unmute. Hello, guys. What's up, man? Hello. How are you? I have just a, a simple question. Is there a battle mech from the TROs that you thought was like, this thing's going to be so cool, as soon as you got into the cockpit of it, like, this thing's a turd hmm. are you talking about like uh in a tabletop sense yeah you had a favorite a mech from a book game. and you're like i want to i want to pilot that that's going to be so much fun and then you get into the game and like well the weapons layout of this thing actually kind of sucks that's I'll a hard you, question i'll tell the you camaro one mech, oh, no one mech that i have right off the bat that i i said it would be really really cool man it's a ton of weapon and i love this mech too that's the unfortunate thing is like i love it but as far as like efficiency and it's a clan mech, the Hellbringer, right? The Hellbringer Prime's got this amazing weaponry, tons of stuff, but it's got such paper-thin armor and heat efficiency that, oh my god, like it's 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 sort of atrocious. So now are you talking ton of table upgrades. talk or Living Legends? Both, uh, yeah. both. In Living Legends, I liked it, uh, but then it I had like, its stayed purposes back. or its strong points, but definitely you had to be careful with it. It was sort of like the Jaeger mech, right? It's got some weaponry and has a lot of potential, but then like it falls short. And obviously, the clan, you know, tech ad, you know, it has like dual ERPBCs, two medium lasers, SRM6, machine guns, and stuff. So you're like, yeah. And you get hit once and you're like, oh shit, I can't take that again. The problem I have. Warrior too. Yes, I did. The problem I had with answering this question is that I didn't really get into the TRO until after having played the tabletop for a while. So. It was kind of, I didn't really have any expectations from that, but as far as video games, I can't really think of any examples other than what you just said. I, I agree with that. Okay, Liz, do you have one that you were, uh, you know, maybe? Well, I was a fan of the trebuchet, but then once I get into the game, to be able to use a torso-mounted missile launcher and an arm-mounted missile launcher together, you kind of have to turn the uh, it's arm awkward. lock on. Yeah. Which is, I'm hoping eventually we get an, a toggle in-game where you can just hit arm lock to turn it on or turn it off and not have to hold it. Right, I hear what you're saying. Yeah, with the Can trebuchet... Can you your own arm off? The trebuchet, <laughs> I just have uh, streaks onto it just to get rid of that. No, I've never yeah. ran into any other like mech where even in the tabletop 
Um, there are some Inner Sphere ones that are just like ridiculously hot. That is just no matter what, um, like the the Jenner and stuff like that. They have so they have a lot of firepower. Yeah, but you can't. You can you can like shoot a few rounds and then you're already overheating. So like you have to like start basically chain fire and shoot one, shoot two, shoot an SRM, shoot one, shoot two. So. Yeah, the Jenner in the tabletop, like I said, it's one of those like, oh, it looks cool. And then long engagements, you're like, it would have been better just having like two medium lasers with a bunch of heat sinks. <laughs> so. One, one of the mechs I used to rock a lot in tabletop and even MechWarrior 4 was the uh, Dragon, but I just found MechWarrior Online. I I can't get into it. I don't know why. I just can't do it. Yeah, I, I've run the Dragon very rarely, and I think it's just because, like, obviously you've got the the CT is so large it's easy to um and it's to be able to go fast in it you have to like you lose so much I don't know there are some really good dragon pilots out there well, that's what just oh, yeah. do you guys mm. ever see anybody kicking ass in a dragon oh yeah I see people kicking ass all the time I just kind of look at them and be like how do they what yeah, I'm gonna go with skill on that one yeah so I, I, know. I remember I was trying to rebuild it in Solaris Gunkworks and I was like this is the most annoyingly awkward weight ever because to get it to go fast, it's mostly engine, but then you don't have any guns. You got some guns, but then it's slow again, and you're like, oh my god, what is with this weight? Yeah. I think it works when you don't have hard points, right? If, if you just look at just sort of like the, the tabletop rules, you can put anything anywhere and stuff like that. It works because you, you're not restricted and stuff like that. But when you do have those hard points and you have to make those choices, it definitely puts it in... Um, in roles, uh, I mean, obviously you see like people do like the PPC Goss, and I've seen ER Larges and Goss and stuff like that. But um, I have seen some pilots that wrecked my face, so uh, it is what it is. But very good question, uh, Kalos, yep. on that. Thank you, Kalos. Uh, Syllogy was next. Uh, yeah, um, a couple weeks ago, Brian said that you guys are looking into um, fixing the FPS drop that users are having. It's an intermittent problem. But was there any update on that? We haven't heard anything. Um, as far as I know, constant performance upgrades are added each patch, but there's no like one thing that is specifically drawing frames. So it'll they'll be incrementally better if everything goes correctly. We'll make a big fanfare of it the second we find anything out. Don't worry. But at this point, it's we. I know we have. I think in this patch we have a few just basic performance upgrades. But by and large, they will be over time. Like I said. Um... Um, when I was doing the Twitch stream, what was it two weeks, three weeks ago? Yeah, two weeks when I did the fresh install syllogy. Now, this was just, it didn't solve bugs or anything like that. Didn't solve any HUD issues or, you know, crash desktops. But for performance, when I did a fresh install, I'm talking, I uninstalled MWO for the first time ever. It went in, you know, program files, deleted the file, and reinstalled it. Now, it helped me as far as performance, FPS on the screen. But as far as like, uh, you know, fixing, you know, bugs, no, it didn't do that. But. Um, I can definitely, you know, one thing for performance, I mean, and I know there's a lot of people out there that have performance issues, but you got to think how many, <laughs> imagine the variables of everyone in this room, how many different setups as far as computer you have, how many different drivers, what type of software, what operating systems and stuff like that. And I do not envy anyone to have to like worry about that. But uh, has anybody found any, like anything out there that's, you know, helped? Is there workarounds i mean obviously you can put everything on low but i mean i've tried to reinstall i tried to have graphics at different points but i mean i'll be running 60 70 frames a second and then randomly throughout the match it'll drop down to 20 or 30 frames a second and then it'll come back up a few seconds later 
Yeah, so probably particle effects. I mean, you got to think for every level of detail you have out there, texture, space, I mean, just physics for all the projectiles. I mean, there's a lot of stuff going on. So Could I know a um, number of issues. Modern Legends, Living Legends. I cut was, all that turned down to low. Yeah, Living yeah. Legends was intensive as far as like CPU. It was a huge, huge hog. And I remember doing testing too, is like they would put in a particle effect and we'd go in there and test it and find out that it was like doing, you know, like 50 times insane. more, yeah. 50 times more particles than it was supposed to. So like, you know, um, and you couldn't tell until we got like a whole group of like, you know, 16 together and fired all the weapons at the same time. I remember doing that and that was like freaking hilarious too. So um, I'm interested in this because the more people that can play obviously and play at, I would say acceptable levels of FPS to where you're not having to struggle. You guys remember MechWarrior 3? This used to piss me off. You'd have those uh, flamers uh, flamer like striders running around like 16 flamers and I didn't have a nice video card at the time <laughs> so they would hit me and my computer would crash did anybody else have that one uh, when playing in old counter-strike people used to if they were losing a match throw as many smoke grenades as they could to try and crash <laughs> it those were good times is that considered electronic warfare <laughs> I like think that. so yeah <laughs> oh my god oh, I used to replay them it used to be so frustrating or like someone would have um, the LBXs or UAC like 20s in MechWarrior 3 and they'd get up and because it had so much particle effects, even on low, it didn't matter. Like it would lag me out and I would totally, my computer would just freeze. It used to piss me off so much. Oh my God. But yeah, Silly G, that's actually really important to me is performance. Um, it almost, you know, it almost makes you wonder like, you know, yeah, the game, it looks amazing and it's all well, you know, but when it does look amazing, you're giving up something, and that's performance, right? If you want these uber high fidelity, you know, max and damaged models and physics, everything what we normally want, it's going to take a toll somewhere. Uh, I think. Thank you, you know. for your question, Syllogy. Boo, who do we got next? Anders Bot. Come on, uh, mute. Anders. Hi, Anders. First Good afternoon, gentlemen. Garth Sutman. Yo, Miss Wolf, um, the question I would have is, as we progress uh, towards CW and all that stuff, what is being done to sink C-bills out of the economy in the anticipation of CW? It's a good question. As far as I know, that's all on Paul. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> so that would be what he is doing. I'm sure there will be some kind of entry. I'm not sure if it will cost MC to get into, but I imagine there will be some kind of cost initially before that that will sort of equal things out so people won't just sit on, you know, a billion C-bills. Well, but, uh, yeah, I'll ask Paul what he's doing, because I am you curious. Know, Anders, it's actually a good question. You can un keep unmuted. Because um, when I look at it, when we have one of our ACES members, uh, Morgana, pinged me, and she was like, oh, my God, I just got 500 million. And I was like, holy shit. Right. Now, she put in the time and effort, and she hasn't bought a whole lot of stuff, or maybe she has. Um, but what I was thinking is Community Warfare... Right, they took out rearm repair because, let's face it, it was sort of a, it was a, it was abusing newer players, and it wasn't really. I think that was more tied into like the community warfare aspect. Like you could see where that sort of micro, like having I liked to worry it, about, yeah. you know, like having to worry about like what mech you take and the cost of. But anytime you try to balance just with money, it creates issues because, right? There's people that have no problem with uh, getting a whole lot of money, you know. So, I mean, what ideas would you have, Anders? I mean, just drop the topic, uh, good. Obviously, the first thing you can do is that anything currently in the game that you can purchase for MC, you should be able to purchase for C-Bills as well. 
Now obviously you have to set it at a C-bill level that you're comfortable with, like 100 million C-bills for a mech base slot, who knows, whatever. That's something you guys will tune. But having the ability for an F2P player to get literally everything that a paid-to-play player can do, obviously gives that incentive for free-to-play players to keep grinding as opposed to getting to their comfortable level and saying, ah, I don't need to play anymore. Hmm. Well, I, th I think it's tough. Uh, let's look at just weapons, um, just in their form right now, right? You pay for them and you always have them. Same thing with the mechs, the equipment and stuff. Now, granted, the more mechs you have, the more weapons you might have to have, you know, if they're already equipped. Or uh, I know some people have like, you know, 20 mechs and they every single time they switch mechs, they switch their modules. So, you know, they save on that. But, I, you know, to me, I almost feel like Community Warfare, if you were to step it up, I mean, would we want to see and would it be even part of their design? of having, you know, equipment destruction, you know, or repair and rearm back, you know, was, mm. is it in that sense, when you're getting into community warfare, you're, you're going in fully knowing that these things would be a part of it. Right. And so I know, um, didn't world of tanks do this, Darren, like, you know, you'd take losses, you'd take your really nice stuff, but then you'd go and you'd play some pug matches to, you know, grind back some, you know, money and you go back. Well, basically, yeah. The top tier tanks it was hard to make money so you'd usually run lower tier tanks to make your money make up for the games that you took your top tier tanks into but i really actually agree with anders as far as a money sink on um just applying a c-bill cost to things you can get with uh mech warrior credits uh for multiple reasons because one of the things i've always viewed the games that offer you know gold or whatever for real world money it's always to me been a shortcut on time some people just don't have the time uh, because they're working a lot so they have the money um, so I so like that idea. So the only thing, though, right now that you need is hero mechs, right? I mean, that's really mech the only slots. thing. Mech base, mech base I slots. I do like that idea. Paint, mech base. camel. Yeah. I mean, so even if you set it, even if you set mech base slots to something like, uh, I don't know, two million a slot, that's still a sink, and I think that's actually a fairly good price. So it's sort of looking at like, hey, I'm not going to be spending MC, maybe because maybe like me, like. I don't have money to spend, but I do have time to play the game, and I'd like to get these items, but at no point in time, you know, am I financially able to do it. But hey, if you give me the opportunity, I wouldn't mind, you know, dumping, let's just say, you know, for a hero mech, if it was, even if it was, you know, a really high price, I still have the opportunity to do that. So is that where you guys are sort of going at? Well, basically yeah, no. all those people that would be playing uh, more because they can get these items for C-Bills, adds to the community built you know it builds the game the more people are playing the, the better the game's going to be overall yeah don't, yeah don't forget your your free-to-play players are the vast majority of your user base who provide content for your paying customers right certainly it's good uh, yep. good thing so now, great question with, thank you Anderson. with me too community warfare i have a feeling it won't be as in depth like right off the bat as we want but i can definitely see it, it it could probably go down that route and i'm i'm okay with that the only thing you have to worry about too is you know with that is you know like mc isn't a problem or you know c bills aren't a problem you know like they're built they're getting so much to where you know they can distribute it between their unit and what i mean by that is like when you're a merc you know commander or something they basically talk about how like you're going to be handling the the your um, economics of your unit right so if you're making a ton of money then you know what i'm saying is that, does that make sense to where C-Bills or MC is like, no, I'm not making any sense. <laughs> no, I, you, you <laughs> lost me. I I think two really good uh, C-Bill sinks that they should try to implement would be one mech base slots and two, some more C-Bill colors. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, that would be cool. 
color. I want my seabills in green. I want really colorful seabills. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, How like much paints. do I have to pay for plaid seabills? <laughs> All right. The whole uh, looks like it's covered with wood paneling from the seventies. <laughs> that would be awesome. <laughs> yeah, Anders. Good question. Woody. Uh, Boo, who's up? Uh, Mac Adams. You're... What's up, Matt? Evening, folks. What's up? Hello. Hello. Uh, my question always, is uh, so, about the blackjack. I just gotta say, Mac, I've always wanted to say what's going on, Mac, ever since MacGyver. You know, get it. <laughs> All right, sorry. Go ahead. I, I appreciate the plug. Um, <clears throat> my question uh, is about the blackjack. It's honestly just what your guys' opinions would be on it. I personally think it's like communism. Looks great on paper, but it's gonna be a death trap once you get in it. Um, I really just want to know who is planning on using it. If you are, what variant, and what do you think your build is going to be? Oh, oh, I'll go first. I'll go first. Okay. I actually do plan on using the blackjack. Um, though the one problem, I don't have a variant really that I want to pick because more or less they're all the same. The mm, one. No, the they're one. not. Oh. Wrong. There's a big difference. One oh. of them goes 81 right off Let the bat. Us know. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, yes. I meant for a hard I meant more for a hard point. Because okay. I mean. Well, that's, that's to me, that's, that's a. That's a big thing. It's like going through all the cataphracts and then you get to the 4X. I'm like, eh, I'm not going to be, you know, like me personally, I'm not just going to use it. It's, it's too damn slow. Well, here's just basically just looking at the TRO. But from the ones that we know, uh, the BJ1 is two ballistic, four laser. The 1DC is two ballistic, six laser. The 1X is uh, eight lasers. And the three is six lasers. So really, the loadouts for them are pretty much going to be universal. Basically, I'm going to probably go with the 1X and the 1DC. Now, I'm going to use this, and I understand there's a lot of topic I've read, like, you know, is it going to be dead on arrival? What's the role? What's the place? And, you know, obviously we can do this on paper and we can talk, and, but we really don't know until it's in to see really, like, how it is. Because I think aesthetics come to a big part. You know, how tall it is, how wide it is. Is it an easy target to, you know, put your crosshair on? You know, stuff like that. Like... Um, now, one thing I will say is it doesn't have its um, doesn't have uh, hand actuators, uh, doesn't have lower arm actuators. So you're able to put a lot more in the arms, and it has a higher profile. If you guys notice that from the picture, like the Jaeger the arms, yes. And you see the benefit of having having that on the Jaeger, and a lot of times uh, being able to, as someone just said, ridging, being able to hold down, you know, turret down position. Um, I think that's the saving now. Will it be on par to go up against another medium or fight lights? Is it a light, you know, killer? Is it a heavy, you know, like what's its role? I think that really just depends on what you put on the uh, put on the mech and its role. But will I have them? Yes, I will buy all all of them. I will I will do that. So I have to grind. I'll out. have at least three, <laughs> no doubt. I'm gonna be playing a lot, uh, you know, if I if I can help it. I what really enjoyed the Jaeger mech, and I'm looking forward to a lot of the same attributes on the uh, blackjack. Yeah, what are your guys' thoughts out there? I mean, anyone, you know, um, Mac? They all hate it. Um, in my opinion, I think that the way to survive in a blackjack uh, would definitely be speed because you, you're you such a big target if you're facing... Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're, you're such a big target if you're, if you're facing your enemy and they can see you. Um, I honestly think that with the armor that you have, you're just going to get in-game, at least you're going to get cored so fast. Um, if you don't have the speed to avoid shots, you're just going down really quick. Well, that like for example, the one uh, X, I believe, uh, you can get, I don't know, eight medium pulse on that and still go over a hundred. Um, I, I think that's going to add an interesting, uh, you know, I, I think there's some cool ways that people will be using these mechs, and it's going to be interesting to see how they do that. Hmm. Can you really do both though, at the same time? 
Yeah. The best well, way to survive in a blackjack is not to get in a blackjack. Well, let's, <laughs> let's remember that, like, it's always about context. Like, we're, we're, we're talking about context, but we're not giving any context. It's like, will it be used in this or that? And, and well, speed to me, I love speed. I think speed is survival when it comes to a lot of things, and especially in a medium. But that's why I also do, like, the, the trebuchet 7K setup, right? I've got the ERPPC and the Goss. Now throw on the ability to do that setup, but with jump jets, you know, for me, that would like, I'm looking forward to the blackjack being able to do something like that. You know, now, are you going to be able to run around and go up against a cicada or a, a raven or any other, you know, light or medium mech at that weight and come out on top? I don't know yet. Um, but anybody else, anybody else in this discussion out there? It'll be a mini pop tart option or a child pop tart or whatever. Basically my comment that they feel the same. I feel like that the BJ2 could have been a good inclusion in there because it would have had uh, missile launchers on it. Humble Seabass has something to interject. Humble, what's uh, what's on your mind as far as the blackjack? If the blackjack is so fundamentally bad, you know, uh, why is it even being added? Instead, it's just going to be a, a sea beetle sink. I don't. Well, me, I don't think it's fundamentally bad. That's it I is in the BattleTech universe, opinion. kind of. Right. Well, that's, that's me. That doesn't mean anything. Can, can we agree that uh, Four Flamers is just, you know, Perfect. that's comedy? Well, right now it well, is. Yeah, well, right now. Okay, but the thing is, you can yeah. strip those off and yeah, throw on medium lasers instead. Yeah. Well, are they, so, are they going to just add rocket jumping um, with uh, with the Flamers? If not, I don't see the point. 360 no-scope. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, okay, stock we all know. We all know. We can all agree that stock loadouts on a lot of the battle mechs and, and battle tech are garbage. not optimal for a online experience, right? Because you know, I don't even consider stock loadouts. Okay, so oh. just looking at the hard points, uh, I think it'll fit. I mean, you know, uh, what, three in one arm, three in the other as far as energy? I think that's that's not bad. Um, now, on the flip side, you could look at something like the um, Hunchback 4P that it's a very similar amount of you know loadout for energy points but also the majority are in its right torso but now you've got it split between both sides so you know it, i guess that's a, a trade-off right very slight. in the arms you, though so they can get shot off easy yeah how do you measure that though you know without uh seeing well, you're just but gonna deploy it out yeah well, i don't think it's like to me i don't think the introduction of the trebuchet is or not trebuchet the blackjack <laughs> is bad like i don't you know, me personally, I think it's fine. You know, I think it's the the thing what you're talking about more or less is the difference between a 40 to a 55 ton and the nuances that come with the five ton differences between each chassis and how difficult it is. You know, why would I take a 45 over a 55 or something like that? And it could no, be... Go ahead. But, you know, furthermore, it's like uh, if we have these... Uh some mechs that are just absolutely terrible and we were you know you just said it's like it's true that in the uh mech warrior universe you can't uh some of these builds are just absolutely terrible all the time that means we need to get away from tabletop well no what i'm saying is it's all about context we're just totally ignoring the context right now when we're talking the context of these mechs in the tabletop is price availability uh you know limited quantity and stuff like that now as soon as we move into community warfare you know what is the context? Are there going to be weight limits? Are there going to be weight restrictions on different types? You know, like that adds context, you know, but you can but, see but, where but, something like that. But how can the flea be possibly good? I mean, like I've taken dumps that are bigger than that mech. 
Uh, you might well, want to spider? see it. You might want to see it. Might want to see Doctor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lay off the fiber, man. Jeez. Well, I mean, it, look. I mean, we're sitting here talking about stuff that's not even in the game. Get it in the game. Let's see how it is, and then go from there. I mean, personally, I'm um, gonna love yeah, the. Like, uh, I'm gonna I'm love the flea. It's got mask. It's gonna go fast. It's gonna be just a uh, ankle biter. And, and can it, I say it, the artwork for the flea is outstanding this time around? And we know no, that look, the artwork I, is what matters. It's like saying totally ignore all the weight classes except you know the top of each weight class. It's like just ignore you know a forty ton uh, you know medium. Just always take a fifty five. Now it's all about context. We don't have community war fair context yet we don't like i can definitely understand uh where you guys are coming from like why would you take a flea or like a raven and stuff but the context isn't there right it now it could come down to just the simple fact that you're in some kind of tournament or some maybe the contract for the the, the planet that you're fighting over limits you to a weight size and you only have 20 tons left and that's what determines what mech you take or whatever or i think it's gonna be more than that but that's at least one example now imagine yeah. on the flip side uh, let's say i know they were talking about dropship mode and stuff and i i really to me personally, I want to see MechWar Online implement something like uh, like War Thunder does, where like you take in like five or six you know mechs, and maybe you had a limit on the tonnage you personally could take into a battle, and you could pick which one at any given time when you die and you come back. And so you see the context there is now you going into a battle, you have X amount of tonnage that you can bring to you know the battlefield, so you got to split them up. Yeah, you could use all that 200 tons and bring in two mechs, you know, 200 tonners, and then that's all you have, or you can split up. So, I mean, the context is always shifting and changing, but what I'm saying is, like, right now, we've got two game modes, we don't have community warfare just yet, and the context of that will change. And so that's what I I'm thought, saying is, like, you know. I thought dropship mode but was the, a... But the context of the, uh, you know, uh, of the game modes that we've been shown so far and coming down the pike... Uh, are all more or less the same team deathmatch or something of the we, sort. We haven't, so. to be honest, we haven't seen anything actually. They talked about dropship, but they haven't announced really anything else. They told us that it turned into something else. Yeah, they, well, they well, have not. So announced any information any we have other... on dropship mode is no longer valid. I mean, unless well, Garth I... can correct me, um, as far as anything to do with community warfare, the different game modes, you know, what the every. Well, that only that I mean, what you're saying right now supports his argument more than the other way around. No, no, I'm just saying. Well, I would like to announce right here, right now, that uh, uh, Counter-Strike is coming to MWO, so you guys get ready, because uh, get it on. Nice. All right, interesting point of view. Uh, thank you for your question, Seabass, and Boohoo is next. No, um, they, yeah. they could pick... Yeah, I mean, if there's topic. somebody that really thinks... Oh, Omegar has been exiting up like All right. crazy for this. Let's so let him, let's let him have the closing statement, then, so then we can move on. The only thing I'd like to point out is that many of these same arguments were made about the spider oh so many months ago, and that is still a very valid mech and used quite a bit. These God, same I arguments are made about so, every mech. I so and know. Every spider, a good spider pilot, man. I, I'm amazed. That Jenner, I mean, light pilots, by the way, and I know we've got a few out in the audience right now that are freaking amazing. You guys... Wow, every single time I watch it. But you are correct. Every single time, it's always discussion, and that's what we're here for, to speculate and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, like uh, I'm looking forward to it. I like the Blackjack. I'm, I don't think it has no role or no purpose. And uh, Well, as know. many people that say that it has no role or purpose, there's the, that many people that say they can't wait to get it, and there's going to be... But how about this? Know, I, mean, I will be the only one who plays Blackjack, and I don't care if anybody else does. <laughs> okay. I'm All right, next up, Right, guys, next. Except for the new topic. Phil Jacks. 
I like that prophet. Whoa, breakfast. Uh, Zomboy, go ahead and meet. Hello, hey, guys, can you hear me? Good day. I more want to discuss the um, champion mech concept. Um, to me personally, I think it's been it's a flawed concept. Um, I do not understand why they would re-release a mech that most people already have, dump an MC bonus on it, and only add a little bit of XP. A more profitable and thought-out version in my opinion for PGI to have gone by was to include any mech that was bought with MC becomes default a champion mech which would add maybe a little bit of C bill and a little bit of um, XP bonus to that mech therefore it's pay to speed up not pay to win and you would find a lot more people spending MC on mechs which would be to PGI's favor well I was actually surprised about the champion because I was under the impression that like it was going for like a niche market as far as MC cost of like a lower, you know, it's, they're still good mechs and, you know, the community is the ones behind like the loadouts and stuff, but like there was a reason to purchase it other than just an XP. For me, it makes sense. Okay, let, let's break it down. XP boost, that only helps you out so much until you max out those mechs and those, the variants, you know, why not like a five, I would rather see like a 5% increase in C bills and a 5% increase in XP on the mech and a little bit less MC, I, like that to me would have been a good, you know, touch because you get a benefit of using it because you're going to max out, right? Uh, you're going to max it out as far as uh, XP and why not do a 5% C build boost? So at least you get a benefit once you max it out. And on top of that, I felt like the MC prices should be like, you know, half of what they, they are, you know, for me, I was, when they first came out, I thought they were going to be sort of a, a meet in the middle. Like, okay, hey, you know, we understand not everyone has the, the money to buy these hero mechs, but, you know, you can get a little bit of a bonus, you know. Does that make sense to everyone? Yeah, I'm just, I'm looking at it more the fact that um, most of those mechs can be built off a base chassis. Well, all of those mechs can be built off the base chassis to start with. And once you own that mech, why would you need to go out and buy the champion mech unless you just wanted to? Um, I just, I, I think... And as I said earlier, I just think uh, a better idea and a better marketing ploy for PGI would be to just any time you spend MC on a mech, and this is not because I've bought all my mechs with MC, but um, I honestly think that would, they would get more people instead of saving up the um, C bills, they'd get people dumping more MC into the game, which gives them a better profit, which gives them more money to work with to better the game, hire more staff. And to me, it would be a snowball effect that would get PGI rolling a lot faster, a lot more well, efficiently and I, give I'm them not an advantage. Even, I would just say Zomboid, instead of trying to like understand their business and, and that I'm just saying from a player's perspective me, I would like to see a little bit of incentive on the you know C-Bills uh, and XP on both sides and a little bit less for a champion. Like that's where I thought they were mm. going to go. And I can see where if you did offer a little bit of C-Bills bonus and you did offer a little bit of an XP it does benefit you rolling one you know maybe you didn't have you know grab a founder or you can't buy you know full-fledged hero or maybe that particular variant uh there is no hero mech and so you can grab a champion you know um and at least get a little bit of incentive for it so for me i think that would be really cool but they also did say and and garth i think would pipe in here on this that ui 2.0 you guys uh things are going to be changing as far as like um the mech bays and stuff i think paul mentioned it a few times that you know like why don't just include the mech bay price for a mech when you 
you know what I'm saying, like into the, the whole thing or something like that. Well, the, originally the reason it didn't come with a mech based slot is you had to buy it from the slot. So I don't know if they're changing it now, but I would assume that would at least come up fairly often. I'm not in the, you know, the, the uh, pricing stuff is not really part of my job, but I do give them ideas from you guys, like Zomboids, which I will be sending once I'm done here. So, very good topic, Zomboid. And of course, you know, everyone else out there, you know, that, is there any other, you know, thoughts on that? Um, you know, what would you, as looking at the champion maxes, sort of, do you view them as, you know, Darren, Brandon, do you guys view them as sort of like that middle you know, um, aspect between a hero and a, just a regular purchasable mech. I feel like that the idea of the cha uh, the champion mech should be the middle ground of the hero mech, but uh, currently I don't see them as that. Um, personally, I don't see a reason why anyone would potentially get one over the C-Bill variant at the moment. Um, the 5, the 5% or is it 10% EXP bonus doesn't, like as you were saying there, doesn't really help in the long run. I think you would be able to sell a lot more if it was a C-Bill bonus as well as lower the MC price a little bit more. And you can see where, if they did do like a, uh, they do have C-Bill sinks right now, um, you know, you can imagine with the community warfare and more sinks like, you know, Anders was bringing up is it would, the bonus of having a, a champion mech with a little bit of C-Bill bonus, even if it was 5%, you know, 5% or 10%, and it sort of goes back, cause I mean, what, the heroes have what, 30? Isn't that right, 30? 30, yes. You know, so why not 10 or half of that? And I, like I said, I think I would like the pricing to be a little bit lower and so that, you know, people could get them and there would be a benefit of having them, but uh, very, very good. Uh, Actually, uh, Able2 just brought up something I was going to bring up as well. Um, why not sell a module or something like that, which grants a XP boost or C-Bill boost um, to a mech for MC? So they can I don't know if there are plans for that, but I do know that that was mentioned in a meeting. Things like exactly. that in particular. So they sacrifice like, oh, well, I don't want to take a RD or a module. Slot. Oh, exactly. That, that way you could use it as well to help um, boost uh, current mechs you might be having a long time grinding in as well. Like, so for example, you buy three three Highlanders as an example. You grind through two of them, but then you want a little bit quicker or grind on the third one because maybe you don't like the variant as much, and so you can just strap the module on and get the bonuses. Good stuff. Good question, Zomboid. Good topic. All right, Boo, who's up next? Oh, shh. Is that oh, shh. It's, it's, it's Osh, yeah, actually. It. What's up, Osh? Uh, not much. Um, I just wanted to know if you guys had any plans on making uh, MCs payable by Bitcoins? I have no idea. I've never heard that mentioned. I'll ask Brian. Hold on. You should look into it. What's the argument on that? Is it, are there a lot of people you think would be using those? Ah, oh, dude, it, it just it needs some legitimacy, and it could really use some help. Yeah, the, the tricky part is definitely the legitimacy of the currency is the biggest thing to bring up, mainly up here in Canada, where there's a lot of questions going around about it. The coins are pretty. <laughs> I do enjoy the, the right. coins. They are, they are pretty nice. So Garth, Garth's going to look into it, and maybe he'll have an answer for you. Topic's <laughs> right, been cool. breached. Yeah, you I can really only spend them on that bird planet, though. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> that, that is the accepted currency there. Uh, All right, Boo, who's up next? Uh, repeat. Repeat? He said, what's up next? <laughs> Mic check. Yep. Hello. Hey, hey. All right. Um, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask a question of the audience that they can answer via chat, and then I have a quick question for, for Garth. So the question for the audience 
can you indicate yes or no in the chat if you would have played MWoW if mechs didn't have customization? Just a yes or no. And the quick question to Garth, is the telemetry telling you um, that, that team sizes are getting larger, as I think my anecdotal experience says? And if so, are you considering, is PGI considering things to deal with this? Well, the answer was, size? the answer in the audience just real quick was overwhelmingly yes. Cool. That's my answer as well. Now on to Garth. Now on to Garth. So, yeah, what did you mean by team size? You mean like the um, size of a Merkor? Dro dropping and, and finding, oh look, it's it's Highlander online. So you're saying weight? Oh, like yeah, weight? yeah, wait, wait. Oh, wait. Oh, so, 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 um, seriously, I mean. It fluctuates so much. I thought for a while, oh man, it's, you know, all assaults. And then I looked at the average and it, it, it leans heavily towards anything above 50 tons. And if you go back to the games, it always has. But it's the results are not indicative of that being a bonus. Like I saw a lot of games where people were like, oh man, we they had two Atlas and we had you know, a bunch of heavies and we lost. And I was looking at it statistically, it doesn't actually seem to do anything. In fact, often the more lights tend to make it <laughs> win, which is weird to see. But um, I haven't noticed any overly heavy drop numbers. Like I'm not seeing a lot of, you know, a team with 800s or something like that. They're generally fairly even. This brings up a, an issue that I wanted to see if anybody else has noticed this, and it may just be totally me, and maybe I'm on something. But every time I get into a match where it's like seven against eight, so obviously one side is out, uh, you know, classed or whatever, more weight on one side, um, the one with one less member, almost every single time, I would say in my experience, eight times out of ten wins. Does anybody else see that? No, I know what you're talking about. Seems like it's maybe like, it's something to do to overconfident. I don't know why, but um, almost every mm. single time, well, sometimes the, the underdog wins. I, I would say I've seen both sides. I mean, you've seen a few times when we've been playing, another team will have like six people, and we'll just be like, "Hey, we'll just stay at base." You know, like we mm -hmm. won't actually. So maybe go out. they change your tactics. You know, maybe it... maybe they're like, uh, you know, screw it, let's just rush and just be stupid. But um, this like actually is a powerful motivator. You know, and repeat, this is actually interesting because when we're doing the Twitch events, sometimes we'll be like, holy crap, they had like freaking five assaults and be like, mm -hmm. that's ridiculous, right? And then we'll pull up our team and we had four, you know, or five. And so, you know, it's equal. It's just, oh shit, you know, the other team. We'll run into a lot of times two organized teams and they're rolling four man groups and they'll have like three assaults and one uh, medium, you know, stuff like that. So <laughs> Korean, he said beer is a more powerful motivator. To Leroy, maybe I don't know. Indeed. Now, is there a way to, like, obviously matchmaking and Elo? We talked about that, and you know, you guys cleared me up on like Elo, and it's more or less just based off like you're winning, you know, if you won or if you lost and stuff like that. Um, you know, how do you solve it? And right now, you got to imagine too is once twelve v twelve goes into effect, if they adjusted anything just based on eight v eight, that would, might skew things up. So. Whenever 12 v 12, hopefully soon. Do, do we have a date on that? Before September 21st. Soon, TM. Soon. Well, uh, should be this month or next month. They said 90 days, within 90 days back in April, I believe. So. Um, I think it was actually before April, wasn't it? Oh, was it? It was March. Um, yeah, was it was March? Wally. Okay. That was Brian. Yeah, yeah. That's what I thought. So this month or next month, I think it is. So I mean, June. That would be June time frame. Late. Yeah, June would be the latest, I believe. All right. All right. Well, what topic do we have next? 
Who's up? We got Koreanese. Koreanese has something to do, believe. Hey, number one cheater, hacker, aimbotter, whatever out there. Uh, I just want to ask a quick question. Are they gonna? Are you guys gonna try to improve on like uh, in-game chat? Like if you get a message during during the game that you're not no, aware of, so. maybe a voice activate. You know, some voice will activate. It'll let you know that you got a message. Give me a message like outside of the game. Like well, while you're in the game, and somebody messages you. Like it yeah, it is improving. Yeah. Um, you spend 15 minutes hunting it down and can't find it. Yeah, it's not gonna just be the so little flashing times. thing in the corner. Well, at least now, um, at least now it flashes like green when right. you get a message. Which you have to click every I, single one. Yeah. You have to click every single one when you have two. Now I get yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of a layer. yeah. Now I the reason it hasn't been fixed yet is UI 2.0 is different, so we would yes. be fixing it and then immediately changing it. So once that comes out, it will be totally different. Yeah, I I just used that recently because someone was like pinged me and I responded back. They're like, "Holy crap, you saw this!" And I was like, "Yeah, I can finally. I know who the hell's doing it now." You know, like, you know, you beforehand, I had no idea. Like, I would I would even flat. How oh, it was so annoying. So yeah, uh, I think with UI 2.0, it's they're going to be doing like some type of like lobby and chat. Uh, you know, another big thing is being able to create like a chat group. I think is really cool. So yeah, you've got your overall friends, but it'd be nice for me personally, so I could have an NGNG, you know, staff and you know stuff like that, and I could create those. And then not to mention, you know, once they get uh, community warfare aces, you know, I want to be able to have that. And so I'm sure there's going to be some, um, like I'm assuming, sort of like a tab system, you know, uh, like every other game. I'm assuming. So. <laughs> hey, real quick, uh, Garth has got to vacate the premises, so we're going to say goodbye to Garth. Thank you for joining us today, bud. No worries. I'll talk to you guys soon. So it's a pleasure, Hello? sir. See you tomorrow, Twitch, in fact. Yes, sir. Uh -huh. See you in the morning. Later. Have a good one, guys. Later, buddy. Bye, Garth. It's been fun. <laughs> <laughs> now, of course, right, this question Adam, will there? be for Garth. Yep. Uh, yeah, that? well, that's exactly what it was. Uh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess it's kind of more of an observation, but... Uh, I feel like we've been playing the same maps uh, a lot. Like we burn through them. I'm, I've played the same maps over and over dozens of times. I really wish there was a way, you know, that they could increase the frequency of us getting a new map. Player yeah, we're made. getting that. Yeah, player made would be awesome. But you know, they they talked about how they pay, I uh, like two hundred thousand or six hundred thousand just to develop a single map. Fifty like, well, to I mean, two hundred, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that that's a lot of money just for a lot of map, but. Man, we, we kind of burned through these maps, you know, Tourmaline and Alpine. Everybody's like, yeah, they're good maps, but, you know, we've played them to death now. Can, so can I, yeah. my, my thing was I would just like to see a, a maybe faster way of getting new maps out. Yeah, and I had a question, but unfortunately Garth is gone now. This is the same thing I was wondering about this. Because this game is built on the CryEngine, right? Cry 3, yes. yes. But didn't, isn't that what... Uh, Mech Warrior Living yes. Legends was built on. No, Cry Two. That was, no, that was Cry actually. Two. Well, same. It, well, okay. Yes, but so okay. You guys made maps on that. I'm confused. Why is it so much more difficult on the Cry? Well, 3 you got to look at the quality of maps. Uh, I I even brought in last time we talked about this. I brought in um, some Sad. of the MWL map makers. Oh. Yeah, you can hop in uh, and make a map relatively quickly. Quality is a huge thing, though, and quality assurance like going around and making sure every part you don't fall through or there's no texture loads LOD I mean or get stuck or a million things uh, yeah. yeah but yeah, but they're all assurance. 
but a lot of people are already saying that they're using these maps and they're they're, they're throwing them out there and the the, the the people that are playing it are the ones that are testing it because they're the ones finding all the bugs so if people want the map so fast why couldn't they just release it's, them sooner but you got to think they would have to release at, like if you're talking about like i want players to be able to create player created maps and there's same a, as me yeah totally there's I think a, it's huge, a great that, would idea. Be, that would be there's, awesome because there's a huge quality a assurance yes i know george but there's a huge quality assurance thing as well there and they would have to release their assets and stuff like that keep in um, mind they haven't said that they're not going to do it they said they're trying to figure out a way to do it but basically with the current setup and the way they're looking at maps it just doesn't fit in but they're they have not said no yeah i mean and on top of that like for me um when i talked to the map mappers last time you know and they were legit they were like yeah there's a lot of maps being pumped out by the community but the majority of them aren't acceptable i mean the level of uh, you know detail and, and scrutiny you got to go through that literally almost like square foot by square foot um and performance is a big thing that was a huge thing with a lot of the mwl maps you know draw distances i mean next thing you know you'd plummet in fps if there's too many particles the texture size i mean there's just there's just a lot. Now, I'm not saying, again, there are some amazing mappers out there, and they that's why I think there should be the tools for them to do that. I just think uh, when it comes to maps, I think, Darren, you said this a long time ago, your experience World of Tanks, you were like, yeah, we used to complain about there being no maps. Now there's like 50 maps, and we still complain about there's like not oh, enough yeah. maps. But your thirst for new maps never ends. I mean, that's just guaranteed. But more maps is always better than less maps. But you know what? This is a community <laughs> issue. Uh, let's open it up for a couple of questions from the community. Seabass, uh, you did X first. What you got to say? Well, I think it's a, it's a false equivalency to say that... Uh, you know this you know quality assurance issue uh because you know some of the best community maps for example team fortress 2 uh are just the better maps you know flat out and you know we do like us playing them will iterate the map to a place where it's amazing no 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 look i'm not arguing that um and actually uh verbatim i remember reading an article of a, of a company um i think it was team fortress 2 the company that does that game they said, we cannot compete against our community. We will lose our community. The, the you know, the mappers, the guys creating items. There's so many people. I mean, imagine MWO, uh, MWO. how many people are playing MWO, the, the community behind MWO. And now you've got, what, thousands of people and, you know, probably hundreds wanting to do maps. And it would be great. What I'm saying is like the, the tools and uh, obviously I'm sure there's like business decisions and stuff or you know because you got to think how are they hosted you know blah, blah blah all that fun stuff how do they get distributed so like logistically what i'm saying is i want that yeah i think i I'm think most of our viewpoint here is we hope they figure out a way to do that and, and brian did state by the way last time we talked about him and asked him this he said yes he wanted it as well it's just they don't know if it's you know feasible but they did want that because you got to think if the community gets behind a project and they can create assets or maybe maybe not even assets but i don't know about mechs or something but they can create like maps and stuff like that why not i mean you know let's let so. uh, humble get his last word on this and then we'll move to the next person okay um if you consider the you know the amount of maps that have been created ever since the days of uh let's say quake that our community made and 
you know, we've kind of figured this out. I mean, there are tons of games that have a long lineage, Team Fortress 2, uh, Counter-Strike, all this shit. It's, it's, you know, it's not hard. So when a company waffles and says, hey, dog, we don't know whether we can do this, you know, that's like saying that, uh, that, you know, UI bugs are insurmountable. It's like that, you know, well, that's just you're, you're basic looking at it stuff. From, no, you're looking at it from the sort of negative. I think what he was trying to say is we want it to happen. It's on our to-do list to look at. But right now, it's not like priority for them to say, you know, yes, we want to do that. Now, I, like I said, I totally agree with you. So I think basically we're in agreement of, yes, we want the ability for the community to create assets, right? You're saying yes, if the I'm tools saying yes. Were available, that would I totally agree. I, I, I'm saying yes, but I don't think it, they should ever get a pass in which, like, oh, I don't know whether we can make this work. Because it's just, it, it's been done so many times. Just look at TF2. Uh, the map makers make money off of it, the, you know, and Again, obviously, uh, we just, Team we just agree. Makes off of it. We just agree. Hey, I wanna... And they said they were looking into it. You so, are a yes with an asterisk. That's cool. Yeah. Thank you for your opinion, Seabass. And we're going to move on to Syllogy. What do you have to say about this, Syllogy? Sorry about that. Um, now, the other side of that is, you know, you also have to look at what resources the, the community would be using. If they're going to be using somebody else's models and somebody else's textures and somebody else's layouts, that's copyrighted material that could potentially land them in a legal bind. Yeah, I mean, you got to think, what is the, you know, Mickey Mouse and all these other things and stuff like that. But um, then the then, then the argument to that, again, is that other games are doing it successfully, well, so there's a way to do at, it. Look at it like this. Uh, Mech Commander, the editor, right? All of the assets were already preloaded into it. So it's not like you could create assets, but you could basically use what they, they gave you, right? And I think that would be really cool, to where they created sort of an editor to make, where map making was actually made a little bit easier. Whereas, like, right now, if you hop in Cry 3 or Cry 2, and you don't know how to create a map as far as all the, the detail. Uh, it is a sort of a, it's not easy. So what I'm saying is if they created, yeah, Red Alert Map Editor, the Met Commander is sort of like uh, uh, an easy to use uh, where all the assets like you could get to and you can just plop down and they, you know, have the scripts already attached to them and stuff like that. That's, that's what I want. And obviously, you know, someone could go a little bit more advanced and uh, they could do like, okay, well, instead of a flat terrain and me using this like terrain sculpt tool, I can import a really, really nice height map, right? And uh, there's already textures, you know, right? All the files there would already be there. There's and, many and there's many ways to solve the issue and hopefully, you know, they, it will go up on their priority list and it'll be looked at. We all are in agreement that we would love to see it. Um, but as far as how that is implemented, Basically, that's up to them. Um, I do want to get one more topic in before we shut down the show for the day. Or do you want to you want to call it here? I did want to talk. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about this. This will be the last topic, and then we do have to call it. What are your guys' thoughts on 3D printed miniatures? Now, I ask this because you've got community members out there already doing it, right? And I yeah, you guys are already like shut up and take my money. I totally agree. I don't. I feel like. Catalyst games, and maybe I need to like send Randall a message or something. They need to get on top of this. I mean, these things are epic looking, and the ability to do it now, price wise, do we know how much? Uh, and I'm asking you guys. So, if any of you guys deal with these 3D printed, or, or if you have a 3D printer, or if you dealt with, what kind of cost are we talking about to manufacture 3D printers these things? Are a bit expensive, and then you have to pay for the materials themselves. However, the issue is not that. Oh, look. 
a model's available and it'll be super sweet. The issue is more like, hello, I'm a private community member and I'm profiting off of someone else's work. Okay, I'm, I'm not talking about that. What I'm saying is, should Catalyst Games... Uh, that would be fucking amazing. That, that's what I was asking. I don't care if it's someone else, if they're doing it, whatever, I can't control them. You're saying so. Catalyst, since everybody else is doing it for themselves, Catalyst should get on the ball because there's a ton of people that would pay for it, well, like me. Uh, yeah, but I Microsoft mean, don't see uh, rights, do they not? No, they don't. Tops. You're, you're totally missing uh, that. Uh, tops. Sorry. But doesn't Catalyst not have that friends. much money? Yes, Catalyst is a licensed person. Well, what I'm saying is, like, I feel like this is a cool thing. New updated miniatures, a new... Like, Kickstarter. Why not? Yeah, I feel I like would so buy Catalyst, Catalyst, if Randall, whoever, if you're listening to the podcast, you've got a huge amount of people that would be willing to buy new miniatures, even if they're scaled up. I think like uh, a little bit bigger versions, but they're still based on the the hex size. Would be freaking sweet. Like they're they're oh, so dude, much I'm better. I'm drooling looking. over these resin designs we're seeing from people. I mean, it's just amazing. So much better than the damn lumps of lead. Yeah. By the way, you guys, uh, just FYI. Um, Microsoft owns the electronic rights to MechWarrior, um, so that falls into like you know Battle to you know like Mech Commander. I mean all these things uh-huh. that you see electronics. Now Tops owns the rights to everything you know everything else uh, as far as like tabletop, card game, and you name it as far as that uh, artwork and stuff. So keep that in mind. Um, so they would Catalyst Games would be the ones handling uh, miniatures. So. But uh, yes, I think that would be freaking awesome. So, yes. <laughs> All right, I guys. need a collection again. Make it so, happen. That's it for today's show. I just want to say thank you again for everyone coming out. And of course, we've got the Catalyst Games sponsorship giveaway week three going out. And again, that's for TRO 3039. Make sure to check that out. We'll have it up on our website and you guys can enter to win that. And again, thank you to Randall Bills for setting that up. It was super awesome of you to work behind the scenes with us, getting that taken care of. And we have 52 weeks of giveaways, not to mention all of the other stuff uh, we're gonna be giving away. We're gonna be giving away some actual items, coffee mugs, t-shirts and stuff like that for you guys. So very, very cool. And uh, yeah, um, thank you again, guys, for coming out here. And uh, I think that this is a very valid format. Uh, we're going to be doing this uh, a lot more and on a regular basis um, because it's fun to talk to everybody. So thank you for participating tonight. We had a great turnout. I think we got close to 90 there. Yeah, make sure to check out our YouTube channel. I just posted up another video of Mech Commander. Now, some of you guys requested that I continue doing the like Mech Lab and you know go over that. I will. And also, uh, I'm going to switch back down to the normal resolution so you guys can see like the map and stuff like that. I know a few, a few people are wanting that back and that functionality. So uh, more Mech Commander videos. And uh, after I get through the original campaign, I'm going to go through the uh, expansion and then possibly Mech Commander 2 if you guys want it. Um, wasn't a huge fan of Mech Commander 2, but I may do it. Your, but, your uh, pain will encourage people to watch. Yeah, something like that. The death of uh, my MechWar is scary. Hey, I also want to encourage, uh, for those of you who have not checked out our Twitch uh, TV channel, NGNG TV, and our Twitchers that are on that channel, they are doing some amazingly fun events like Mech Madness. Oh, man, we were doing it all night last night. These guys just do some really creative, fun stuff. So if you're looking for maybe something different to do in MechWarrior Online or a way to get in uh, with a great, friendly group of people, check that out. Uh, they're doing it on a regular basis now. Yeah. So thank you to everyone, our community, our staff members. And I just want to give a quick plug in to those that hadn't seen the uh, NGNG Beerstein mugs that we've already ordered and they're on their way. If you haven't seen the picture on Facebook, they're pretty fucking sweet. Um, so just going to throw it out there. Uh, Beersteins, they're coming. 
So if you haven't seen them, um, they are amazing. So anyways, thank you again, guys. And uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll be back. Oh yeah, tomorrow. Uh, we've got a special podcast for you, Mech Steps and Beer, with uh, Brian Ekman and Thad. And we're actually going to be giving you guys inside info on Canyon Map and talking about playtesting stuff, how it was designed, all the innards to the new Canyon Map coming out. And you guys will be able we to are going ask deep new into questions. The canyon. So make sure to show up here tomorrow, same time, same place. And you guys can possibly even ask Brian and Thad about the Canyon Map. And uh, we got some cool stuff coming out next week before the patch. Let's just, uh, I'm going to leave a cliffhanger there. So anyways, this was your local No Guts, No Galaxy Mechware podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. This is Phil. This is Darren. This is Brandon, also known as Patrick Hill. This is Laura. Until next time, Mech Warriors. Mech Warriors.